Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Okay, let's uh, do that um, because uh, Jenny's been so popular with us and so uh, available to us that uh, it's great. And uh, after such a fascinating day of action yesterday, Jenny, thanks so much. Uh, uh, wasn't such a great day for our Michael Venus. We've just talked about it. Uh, interesting oh, action. Gee, the doubles, <laughs> the, the doubles, the doubles is alive thanks to Kyrgios Kokonakis. I know. Uh, good morning. Yeah, no, thanks for having me back on. It's great. Um, but goodness me, I think we're all pretty exhausted from the tennis that went on yesterday. What a, what a day, as you said. And, you know, I did. I, I do feel for the for the doubles players who have played against Nick and Thanasi, but at the same time, you, you, you're absolutely right in saying that it has brought men's doubles alive in particular. People are talking about it. As you say, the Kia, the Kia Arena was absolutely stowed out and that is very exciting and I completely understand it must be frustrating for some of the top doubles pairings in the world to play against these guys but equally you've got to give credit to them they've beaten them so um, mm. it's it's incredibly exciting the atmosphere is ridiculous honestly I was courtside for it it was absolutely wild but it is thoroughly entertaining I felt like I was at the MCG in Bay 13 or something like that <laughs> Honestly, uh, I was just talking about that. Actually, uh, we were under the impression over here that there was sort of a social distancing site, limited crowd size at the Australian Open. Quite clearly, uh, that went out the window on the K court. Well, yeah, it's not applicable on Kia Arena because it's a ground pass. So it's the stadiums that are socially distanced, the ticketed stadiums. So Rod Laver Arena, well, right. John, the same didn't happen for John Kane Arena, but they split the rows because there were that many people. It has a far bigger capacity than. Um, than Kia Arena, but that's technically a ground pass. Um, hence the the lack of social distancing there, and it was absolutely packed. But um, I'm yeah, it, it it doesn't. It looks a bit bizarre on television when you when you know that the the place is fifty percent capacity. So, um, and it's all it's all youngsters in there. It's hilarious. They're not even. Mm. It was interesting coming in doing some some box spots for AO Radio and things like that. The the fans aren't necessarily tennis fans coming in to watch them. They're Nick Kyrgios fans, and the age demographic mm. is is very young indeed. Uh, Jenny, well, uh, let's uh, go to the singles now and two epic sure. five setters yesterday and. I think it was, generally speaking, a day for the fans yesterday because, in the end, their favoured players prevail. And I'm talking here about uh, Rafa Nadal, of course. And, and Berrettini, I think there's a slight Australian connection there. He seems very popular as well. So uh, they've advanced yeah. through to the semis. Yeah, do you know what? It was uh, thoroughly entertaining. I couldn't uh, go to bed and leave the screen. I was I was watching it till till late, as I'm sure many people were because, well, you, I'm sure quite a few people went to bed after um, Berrettini went two sets to love up and that's something he did a couple of rounds ago in the third round against Carlos Alcaraz the 18 the year old Spaniard who is tipped to be one of the next be best things, that's for sure. He was incredible incredibly good and Berrettini hasn't really been tested since since he played him but that was that was a great fifth set from Berrettini albeit Monfils's level dips by by quite a long way and allowed Berrettini in 
the guy is so strong over five sets and and realistically mm. he he's really showing that he can go deep in slams and also you know come back from the brink as well um when you look at rafa it's very i mean the guy afterwards said he was totally destroyed on paper when i saw that schedule i thought well rafa's rubbing his hands in glee because it's the middle of the day he loves training in the heat and i thought shapovalov is just going to be absolutely cooked and he looked nervous um shapovalov looked nervous in the first set looked like he didn't quite have his game plan in place he was a bit frustrated with rafa taking Rafa's amount of time rather than sticking to the shot clock, which he did vocalise, and they had a bit of a ding dong at, at the end of the first set. But um, then for Shapovalov to come back in the third set and the fourth and take it to him, I was so impressed with the young Canadian and how he actually rose to the moment because that's, you know, it's daunting playing Rafa in, in the quarters of a Grand Slam uh, that he's won before. So I think Rafa's reaction said a lot to me, actually. And it's very interesting now with the schedule, the women's semis are on a Thursday. So Rafa has two days off to recover. And I think those two days are absolutely huge for him, whether or not he's he's going to be the real contender for the title. Well, the Aussies have, uh, have got reason to look forward to the last two to three days with confidence, not just the special Ks, as they've labelled them, but <laughs> Ash Barty rolls. I mean, if there's, I don't think there is a more, uh, I think, uh, dominating act at the Open this year than Ash Barty. It's almost unchallenged to this point. Oh, it's, it's incredible. I mean... Um... I went to, I was covering them, um, the first set of Barty, and then I just went to grab some food. And whilst I was in the line to grab some food, she won the second set. And I just, <laughs> it was unbelievable. I just couldn't, <laughs> couldn't believe how quickly it happened. And, you know, it was interesting to see Jessica Bagula's reaction afterwards. She just said, she it's like she gets into this rhythm and you cannot get a handle on her shots. And she just runs away with the match. And then Thanasi Kokonakis tweeted out, Ash Barty, did you, do you even sweat? Or something like that. And mm. it's remarkable because every round we go to now with Barty, she's playing, uh, yes, the first couple of rounds she was playing qualifiers. She's now playing very, very credible opponents. And you think, oh, you know, well, this 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 opponent could trouble her here or here or here. And then suddenly the match has been a gone. Um, but obviously she does play Madison Keys um, in the semifinals, who is playing wonderful tennis right now, full of confidence and mm. enjoying it. I, I do think this will be a much tougher match for, for Ash um, because Keys has got massive weapons in terms of her serve and forehand. So, but equally, I've been saying that every single round and then Ash just comes up with a good. So it's, it's just quite incredible, really. Well, quarterfinals uh, continue today. Often, the, I think, mm -hmm. one of the most fascinating rounds of any competition in tennis. But here we have it again. And Sinner, uh, here, over here, is favourite against uh, Sitsipas. Should be another great match. Is Sinner the justified favourite in your, your thinking? I'm not sure because uh, Sitsipas has been in this situation a couple of times before here at the Oz Open. He, he's reached the semi-finals. So, um, and he's also been to the final of a Grand Slam. So he does have that experience um the pressure is on him i'd say the expectation um, not just because of the seeding but um you know his rankings higher but i also think that he had a really tough match with taylor fritz in the previous round and managed to get through that sometimes when you edge your way through a really tough battle it just kind of eggs you on and makes you want it even more so um yeah, I, I honestly think this could be a really fascinating match because I covered Sinner's match against Alex Dimonor and 
he was brilliant. You don't you don't quite notice Sinner's weapons, but he does everything very well. Served well. His forehand, uh, sorry, his backhand is actually his, his better shot. The amount of power he can get off the ground is incredible for a twenty year old. Um, so it is a really big moment for Sinner. Whether he gets himself in those. Um, whether he gets himself to, to be the front runner and can, can deal with the pressure of the moment, I'd be very interested to see. Um, but you've Sitsipas has got the crowd on his side, you know, with the with the Greek influence. So, um, mm. but we all know that the the crowd love an underdog as well. Well, the crowd weren't that uh, bigger fans of Medvedev there uh, about four or five <laughs> days ago. Uh, they might be now, they may not be, but uh, certainly he's got his work cut out today because uh, it looks like uh, Ojea Eliasime is just just starting to, to hit his straps at the right time. He is. He is another very talented youngster who is playing very well indeed. Went set down against Marin Cilic in the previous round and then just didn't falter thereafter. He's had a very good tournament so far and he's had a good... Very good year last year, going deep in slams once again, and is you know in um, in a great place here in Melbourne. He's just kind of been creeping through the draw, going under the radar a little bit, but today is a massive, massive test. Daniel Medvedev was actually tested against Maxime Cressy. He was getting annoyed with um, many things on the court, not to mention trying to get past his brilliant serve and volleying opponent. So it's a very different matchup today in terms of how Medvedev approaches this match. It will suit him a lot better. Um, but having said that, what Felix Ogialiasim can bring to the court is is a huge amount. And I really think that he can trouble Medvedev because the uh, the world number two actually had a medical timeout for his lower back or glute in his previous match. So he's certainly got a niggle going on. Most players do at this stage of, of a Grand Slam. But to have treatment on the court, you do have to be in, in some amount of pain. So interested to see how Medvedev um, is physically. And he will just be laughing up the crowd noise whatever it is um it, he's such an interesting quirky character and he will he will just be relishing in it on rod Laver arena today looking forward so much to the women's side of things here because there's a bit of romance involved particularly in the collins versus cornet match elise cornet of course uh who has finally made a grand slam quarter final in his 63rd attempt now uh, this is a terrific story yeah, it's it's absolutely incredible. Um, she is she is so tenacious. She never gives up, and that's what she said in her in her post match interview after um, she defeated Simona Halep. She said it's never too late, and I think that resonated with quite a lot of people. She's just turned thirty two a couple of days ago. What a great birthday for her! There is absolutely no pressure on her whatsoever uh, physically. I mean. Both her and Danielle Collins have had grueling previous matches. The last two matches for Danielle Collins have been more than two and a half hours. And Collins played doubles as well. So she's physically feeling it, that's for sure. And, you know, I wouldn't want to be a tennis ball in, in this match at all. These two are two of the most tenacious and ferocious women on the tour. They want to win every single point. So um, I'm going to be glued to, the, to this one, that's for sure, because... Um, I'm actually calling this one first up. So it's, I think it's, it's going to be, there's going to be fireworks because it's emotional. It's hugely emotional for both of them. Um, and mm. they are both very emotional players on the court. So that is, that's going to be a firecracker. That's for sure. Well, the, the shortest uh, priced player probably now in terms of seeding anyway, 
is in the second one that's left in the draw. And uh, uh, this is, uh, and for, forgive my pronunciation here, Swiatek, I think, seventh seed from Poland. Um, yep. And, uh, of course, the 2020 French Open champ against uh, Kanepi, who was, uh, I think, a bit of a surprise winner. She's 16 years her elder, I understand. Yeah, Kai Kanepi is 36 years old. She's made the quarterfinals of every other Grand Slam, so this is the first time she's made the, the Oz Open quarterfinals. So it's a big achievement for her. She's got she's a bit notorious for creating upsets in majors, and she she's certainly done that here. That's for sure. Um, it's it's fascinating to have three women in the quarterfinals who are unseeded: Madison Keys, Kai Kanepi. And Elise Cornet, it's uh, that has not happened for a very, very, very long time. Um, but credit to Kanepi, she came through against Sabalenka, who's had a really tough time of late with the serve. That that area of her game just completely broke down mm. at the start of the year. Um, and then her opponent Iga Swiatek, um, as you say, Roland Garros cha- champion previously in 2020, and uh, she's been playing some very good tennis. I think. Iga's game is too varied for Kanepi here. Uh, Kanepi hits the cover off the ball and I think that that w- the variety will upset the rhythm of Kanepi. She's a really tall, strong woman and I think if, if Iga Shiontek can bring in some short angles and shift her around the court a little bit and keep her guessing um, with her serve as well, I think it might be a bridge too far. But having said that, She's the queen of upsets in this tournament, so uh, you can certainly never rule her out. Uh, just finally, uh, a special case, uh, when are they back on court? Because you may well or may not understand this, that uh, they're not our favourite people this morning because they knocked out Michael Venus, of course, uh, but they were naughty to him as well. They were very rude to him. Um, so uh, is it fair to say uh, we could avoid... Who are they up against next and when do we have to avoid them? They are up tomorrow. Um but we don't know. We know that they have requested the the uh, Kia Arena, but technically Kia Arena has has closed now, so I'm not quite <laughs> sure what the situation is. Um, but they're up against uh, Marcel Granoyers and Horatio Zabayos, who are the third seeds <clears throat> and very accomplished doubles players. Um, so. Uh, once again, it will be a very interesting match. I totally understand the the situation with the rudeness, etc. And a lot of players are upset with it. But um, it's also creating a lot of interest around tennis. And, it's you know, it's hard to take your eyes off it, isn't it? It's not an easy situation. Mm. Nah, it is. It is. I mean, it, it, there are pros and cons. There are pros 100%. and cons. And the pain will ease. The pain will ease over here at some stage, Jenny. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very, very much for your time again. It's the third time you've been so uh, gracious to come on with us, and we're, you're very, very popular over here, so uh, we're enjoying it. And enjoy uh, that match that you're calling today as well. Uh, thank you again. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure.